morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Baron with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM. She likes doing that. She's getting pretty good at it, too. <laughs> so our sponsor of this half of the segment is Oddmo's Pizza. Huge shout out to Oddmo's. They are absolutely amazing. You just can't go wrong with their pizza because it's pizza. Pizza. <laughs> And we have guests in studio. We do. So we have the most famous Brenda with us. <laughs> it's exciting to be here up from you Arizona. That she got top billing over you this time. Wow. Time. I'm used to it. <laughs> Bring the ranks on. I'm liking it. Good place to be. Absolutely. So let's recap. Oh, and, and hello. <laughs> hello. Poor Terry. You want to turn my know. mic down a little bit? It seems a little hot. Let's let Which it one are you? Number four. Okay. You're down. There I can turn go. you off completely. So we have. I, I'm, this is why I don't introduce. That's right. Him. I know, right? <laughs> no, he I'm hasn't asked for donuts. Yeah. We actually have uh, Terry mm-hmm. Soul in house with us, who is my co-host on another show. Or actually, I'm your co-host on mm-hmm. another show. So, so let's recap last week really quickly. You know, it's actually really fun that Terry's with us because last week's show we talked about Nancy Allnut. And I had met Nancy, and Nancy had done this really cool thing in Albany. So it, her her event in Albany kind of inspired me. I should get all these people that we had met and have an honoring evening. Mm-hmm. Well, that first honoring evening was literally in somebody's house. And Terry, you were at that first honoring evening. Do you remember that? I night? remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was like a little pot. I remember the food. The food was actually good. pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty good that year. It was year. good food. Mm-hmm. Food always makes a really good impression. Yeah. Got to parties. Yeah. So Terry was at our first honoring evening, and that was in 2020 because it was everything from 2019. Well, we talked about the fact that we have 2022's honoring evening. Yes. Nice. And that was such a good time. You have no idea. That mm. was such a fun time. Mm. First of all, thank you so much for the invite. Me yes. and my husband had it such an amazing time and it was so fun to see you there and speak and it was amazing well brenda was our keynote speaker she was and she did phenomenal and you know let's let's cut to the chase how was the food (laughs) well you weren't there how was the food no i wasn't there that was last year no but this year this year Mm -hmm. you asked me if you could be the mc and i told you that you could but you had to introduce brenda yes not a problem (laughs) <laughs> Hold on, Brenda. Hold on. So, no, that was Good an stuff. amazing night. So it was thank a great you. one. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing I wanted to recap was some numbers we touched on last week. Yes. Because you always give me homework. I don't let grass grow under your feet. No, you, <laughs> or you I, like, don't. I, I like how you said you don't let grass grow underneath my feet. I, I like how not. you said that. I am the boss. So the numbers we talked about last week, just because so, Terry, you, and Brenda weren't here. Yeah. The prediction for 2022... There were going to be 25,130 new cases of cancer in Oregon last year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Repeat that one more time. Yeah, say it again. Mm. New cases, 2022, Oregon alone, 25,130 new cases. That's mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. And that's just Oregon. That's mm-hmm. just Oregon. Just Oregon. And what we did last year, well, we were trying to put those numbers in perspective. Um, the town of Newburgh has just over 25,000 people. So it's it's like that whole town. Mm-hmm. The, the entire town of Newburgh got cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, to put those Jeez. numbers in perspective, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The other one that we talked about last week, January the 1st, 2019, the American Cancer Society said that there were 16.9 million Americans living with mm-hmm. cancer. Mm-hmm. 
Jeez. Wow, just so shy of 17 million. On January the 1st of 19, mm. just shy of 17 million mm. Americans had cancer. Okay. And that's Americans. That's not the world. That's not the world. <laughs> that's just us here. So what I did is I took the predictions from 19, 20, 21, and 22, added those in. So currently, there are just over 24 million Americans living mm-hmm. with cancer. Okay. It Out of that 24 million, how many of that don't have to have the cancer? Mm-hmm. That's what we keep talking about on our show. We're trying to reduce that number dramatically. But again, what was interesting is I, I took these numbers in perspective for Amanda. 24 million, that is roughly two-thirds of the state of California. Mm-hmm. That's a big amount. Mm-hmm. That's like everybody in San Francisco, everybody in L.A., San Diego. That would probably be two-thirds of California. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. two-thirds of the state of California currently have cancer. Now, remember we broke it down. We broke it down even more. Can you, to per day, right? We, yeah, we did. We broke it down per day. No, we talked about how many were passing away from cancer. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We talked about how many were passing from cancer, and we broke it out all the way down to per hour. There's roughly two per people dying every hour from mm. cancer. So I think it was like 1,200 yeah. a day. Yeah. So died. in the time we're doing this show, we're going to lose two people right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. And again, I'm just taking these numbers off the American Cancer Society's website and then breaking those numbers down so the listeners get a better feel for it. But again, the grass that you don't let grow underneath my feet. Mm-hmm. This is from the um, American Cancer Society's website again. Globally... In 2022, 20 million people were diagnosed with Mm. cancer. Mm. That is so Mm. many people. Globally. Mm -hmm. And 10 million passed away. Okay. Wow. Globally. Mm. They're also predicting that by 2040, and this is really a staggering number. So hold on. So how many people were diagnosed globally? So globally in 2022. Mm Mm-hmm. 20 million people. Okay. And how many people in the United States? In the United States was just shy of 2 million. Mm-hmm. So 10%, mm-hmm. 10% of the global new cases are the U.S. alone. Interesting. Are these numbers higher now than they were years ago? Oh, yeah. Every year has gotten bigger. I, I was able to dig all the way back to 2007, and every year is bigger than the year before. We're not slowing this thing down. Mm-hmm. You're doing it. You know, you, you know what you're doing. Well, I'm just telling people to stop doing what they're mm-hmm. doing to get a cancer. You're pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're only seven minutes in. I managed to do Good it. Good for you. <laughs> doing it. No, but what amazes me, too, about that, that global number, 20 million new cases, half of that, 10 million, died. Yeah. And, Whoa. I, you know, I'm not trying to get into this huge, some huge political discussion about COVID. But I would just ask our listeners... 20 million cancer cases? That sounds more like a pandemic to me than yeah. COVID. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we've got it. 1,000%. Mm-hmm. Good you way know? to put it. Mm-hmm. I mean, 20 million people got cancer? That sounds like a pandemic to me. Right. That's our pandemic. Mm-hmm. Do, is there any certain type of cancer that they're all getting, the majority, or is it just out there? So I'm not going to let the grass go right now because I have that number for you. <laughs> I figured you would. <laughs> That's good. So new cases... Number one was breast at 11.7%. Mm. Number two was lung at 11.4%. Number three was skin at 7.4%. That's your top three cancers globally. Okay. The intriguing thing, and Brenna are talking about this earlier today, 
number one passing away was lung at 18.18%. Okay. okay. So number two new cases, number one dying was lung at 18. Number mm-hmm. two is liver at eight. There's a big gap between one and two when yeah. it comes to dying from cancer. It is. Number three is stomach. Breast didn't make the top three for passing away, but it's still the number one. And you and I have talked about the fact that we're not slowing down new cases of breast cancer. We're slowing down how many die from breast cancer because there's so many more ways to treat it. Right. But there's actually ways to stop it, and we're not doing it. Mm -hmm. That's what we need to talk about. Yeah. Do you have the breakdown on male versus female? If I did some more digging, I could. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. I'll wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this I got I this I'm... all off from the American Cancer Society's website just to kind of prep for the show. Mm-hmm. So they, the one thing they do a great job of is data. They give dots and lots. So they actually break it down by male and female and age. It's all out there. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is just, I just did a Google search, global numbers, and then it pops up. Mm-hmm. American Cancer Society. Last time we were here, you told me, last time we did something together, you told me that Males can also get breast cancer. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah. In fact, what was it? One in one in three hundred. Three hundred. One in really? Yeah. So like a football game. Yeah. You pack out those stadiums. There's a a, a good handful mm-hmm. that have breast cancer. Mm-hmm. You don't hear about it as often. Right. And I think it's right. because it's more of a maybe like a shame or a. Why? Why would it be a I shame? Think, cancer's cancer. Absolutely, but I think men, when they hear, when you hear breast cancer, typically what goes to my mind first also is is women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you don't. We told a story not too long ago about mm-hmm. a guy that did have breast cancer, and he chose to hide it from his family, um, really? to where it actually spread to different areas and created more problems. I think it's just a. Uh, it's a pride thing, mm. an ego. Th- I'm not really sure, but you don't hear about it as much. But it is. It, it men very much do get breast cancer as well. Is is cancer um, hereditary? It can be. Yeah. Well, a small portion, really about five to ten percent, is hereditary. Mostly brought on by lifestyle, environment, and stress. There's so many environmental factors out there that are hard to control. That usually it's brought on by that. A small amount is hereditary, but mostly it's brought on by your environment. The one thing I have found on the hereditary topic is it's not necessarily hereditary but if i live in west virginia and my family's always been coal miners and my grandfather's a coal miner and my dad was a coal miner so i'm a coal miner the family trait mm-hmm. is to be in an environment that could contribute right? exactly okay. or okay. if if my grandfather smoked and my dad smoked and i pick up smoking so it's not necessarily hereditary what i do know is in portland there is a Phil Knight's uh, funding this. It's called the Knight Institute. And they are actually gathering tons and tons of, of data on your genetics. And okay. so what they're, what they're showing from their data and from their research is you go in for a blood test, Terry, and from the blood test, there are markers that say you have the propensity to get lung cancer. You don't have it, but there's a lot of markers that say you could get it. And because you have those markers, now you can actually be proactive in not getting it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And th- it, people think I'm bold because kicking cancer wants to reduce new cases by 50%. They want to eliminate it. Mm-hmm. They actually, on their website, says it's the goal of the Knight Institute to eliminate wow. cancer. Hmm. That's amazing. 
That's yeah. very bold. It is that very is. bold. You know, and, and 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 I think that even if it's not being eliminated, the fact that we can reduce it hugely and bring the awareness out is going to make an enormous difference right there. Back to the male um, uh, breast cancer there, I think also not only is it kind of a pride thing, but I think men aren't as, as uh, prevalent to be tested for it. Women have yes. many more ways to be uh, tested, and the awareness is out there in which to do self-exams or to get a mammogram. Men aren't encouraged, and they don't have the ability in which to do it. The percentage is small. It's like one in 300, so it's obviously way smaller than it is on women, but it is out there. You know, women, men do have breasts. Women do have breasts. It's a part of the body. Women have way more estrogen than men do. Usually breast cancer is estrogen produced, so it all falls into that whole part of it right there. The reason why I was asking if it's, if it's hereditary, um, I lost my father to cancer, I lost my mother to cancer, and I recently lost my brother to cancer. And I'm next in line. Mm-hmm. You're not uh, going. We're uh, keeping mm-hmm. you around. Yeah. Cool. I'll fight for you. That's there you right. go. you, you got to be here and be fighting. But mm-hmm. that's, that's what I was wondering if, it, if it's hereditary. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. But they were all smokers and I'm not. See? Yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. That's good. Yeah. Everything I'm able to read, it isn't hereditary, but there are things within your family environment mm-hmm. that people do that contribute. So it's not like, not like you have genetics that says you're going to get it. But if the whole family are smokers, then you're in that environment that you're more likely to get it. Right. Well, my, my father passed in 1962. Mm-hmm. Of uh, He used to smoke a pipe mm-hmm. uh, back then. That's what everybody did, I guess. Sure. Yeah. But they, they, I found out a few years ago that if they knew back then what they know now, he'd still be alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, it's amazing. Well, that is a great segue, mm-hmm. Terry, what they knew back then, because mm-hmm. that's what I want to talk about. Hey, segues mm-hmm. are my job. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Bring sorry, you uh, haven't, didn't get the memo? <laughs> <laughs> You're out. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to bring you, I wanted to review some shocking information. Okay. And have a discussion about this. Yes. Because there are things that they knew that we didn't take advantage of. Now, this is going to be new for you, Terry, because I don't think you've heard this, but Amanda okay. will remember this. President Carter's sister, Rosalind Carter, had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Rosalind Carter's his wife. I'm sorry, you're right. His wife. Mm-hmm. Can't get thank you for thinking. Nothing gets past me. He knows his president. She had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and so he called for a Senate committee. And they came back with a report. The report was actually called the Dietary Goals for the United States. Okay. And there was a Senate selection committee on nutrition and human needs that did that report in 1976, mm-hmm. 47 years ago. Yeah. And what they found from that report is they said, this is a quote, they listed cancer as one of the six major degenerative diseases associated with improper nutrition. Hmm. So, so it comes do, down to what you're eating. And so they do this massive food. report in the 70s about our current food system back then, and they told the Senate, told the president, cancer was one of six diseases that could be reduced if we changed our food system. Guess who condemned that report? <laughs> the cattle Biden. industry, the hog industry, the poultry, the egg, the sugar, the salt... They all condemned mm-hmm. it. Well, sure they did. Mm-hmm. And it never was released. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to jump forward five years. 1981, there was a panel on the American Association for the Advancement of Science, and they reported the social impact on a whole grain diet and just changing mm-hmm. to a whole grain diet. They said if we did do that, 
it would reduce heart disease by 88% and cancer by 50%. That's huge. 88% reduction in heart disease. Mm. And we didn't listen to that report. Mm -hmm. Of course not. Number one killer. 1982, the National Academy of Sciences had a 472-page report called Diet, Nutrition, and Cancer. There were 13 scientists on that committee, and they said diet could be responsible for up to 40% of cancers. Mm-hmm. And we didn't listen to that one either. Mm-hmm. So you better so, start eating better, Terry. <laughs> there it I'm is. I'm calling you out on air. Oh, wow. That's right. Uh-huh. I was called in here to be a guest. I don't have to get, <laughs> to get beat up. <laughs> but I, I guess my question, because we have some real, I mean, the two people in group with us here have contributed a lot in the past. Absolutely. Brenda, what, what are your, I mean, I, I'm speechless here. What are your thoughts on the mm-hmm. fact that 47 years ago the Senate said and we didn't do it? Right. And I think it really is telling who it was that was opposing it there. All those groups that you said that were opposing it. And something I like to say sometimes is we're conveniencing ourselves right out of health. We talk about the convenience there. Oh, you just go through the drive-through right there. You're conveniencing yourself right out of health. Okay. Look how convenient this is. Look how we can just go through the drive-thru. We can just pick this up right here. Oh, that's available so easily. We can order it online. Deliver it to your house. Bring oh, it yeah, on that's over. even better with the pandemic because now you've got Grubhub that'll bring it right to your house. You bring there it you on go. over to you. And we're and we're just so happy about all these conveniences. But you know what? We're conveniencing ourselves right out of health. And we stop and think about it, we realize all of this convenience is happening and then and the health is going exactly opposite in that uh, in that um, graph that you look at right there they just go right opposite like that uh so i think that when you talk about who opposed it right there and you can see who it was go to the source look at your sources and find out who's the one that's going to be sponsoring it and who's the one that's going to be opposing it who's the one that's saying oh here's the information out there that's probably going to be your good guy that's putting it out there. Well, who's saying, oh, no, we need to oppose it right there? Hmm. Who's doing that on purpose? Go to the source. What was the source? Who was the one that was going to put the information out, and who's the one opposing it right there? I think it's really telling who you said was there speaking against it. How many, Amanda, how many conversations have we had about meat? And, and Seven. One of, yes. So, so, yeah, cattle, hog. Poultry, egg, salt, sugar. Mm-hmm. And what it comes down to is, um, it's a phrase that I've started that I really like, um, it comes to their wealth over our health. Their wealth is far more important than our health. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's scary because them shutting down these reports on what what their products do to us, we're the one, and then in return, we're the ones that are keeping their business alive. Yeah. You know, and along that line, I appreciate you bringing that up because sadly and technically, that's exactly their job. Their job is not to look out for our health. Mm-mm. Their job is to look out for their shareholders, and they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. These companies are doing what they're supposed to do. Their job is to watch out for their shareholders. They have nothing to do with our health, and they really shouldn't have to watch out for our health. I'm sad that they do this, but it's we should watch out for our health. Nobody cares about my health as much as I do. All right, Terry, you got a thought. Yeah, you, right told, you told me a while back that... that they don't want to find a cure for cancer. Mm, I don't think so. And that's... Well, you, you and I, I, I met you three years ago, and I was honored to be on your show, and it was one of like the second or third we did together, and you asked me that question. And I still believe that if you just think about mainstream medicine, if they cure you, 
they stop making money. Right. And if they kill you, they stop, they making, stop making money. money. So what do they do? You keep you somewhere in the middle, just healthy enough not to be cured, and all of that stuff that they're doing has side effects. And guess what? They have a drug for the side effects, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think they're trying to cure cancer. Mm-hmm. Me neither, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's sad. So is it, is it the doctors that don't want to cure, or is it the pharmacies that don't want pharmaceutical? Well, now, my opinion has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met lots of amazing doctors. I think doctors would love to stop seeing the people. They're the ones that have to look the people in the eyes, sure. right? And they're the ones that are watching you slowly die. I don't think it's the doctors. And I used to think it was the pharmacies. I think the head of the snake is the insurance companies. Really? They don't want to pay the dadgum bill. And I met a lady who, who she is a patient advocate, and she works at a hospital in Spokane. And when these pharmaceuticals come out with these drugs that cost a lot, they also come with a grant to help you pay for it. And there's a patient advocate at the hospitals to tell you about the grant. But then the insurance says, don't tell them about the grant because we want the money. <laughs> I'm not following your train of thought on that. The insurance they pay for what? The the actual prescriptions? They they the, you get they get paid because of the prescriptions. Okay. But if there's a grant to cover part of the cost, they don't get paid for all Got the it. prescriptions. Okay. Right? Um I also met another lady who was a was a very good insurance agent. Uh, I'm sorry, she was an attorney. I'm sorry, attorney back in Illinois. Got cancer, had a good insurance policy, and once she hit the max, which was a million dollars, she was told that they put her on palliative care. Mm. Now she moved here to Oregon because we have CBD as an option. Her cancer went away. Mm. I said, "How does it go away if you had if you're on palliative care?" Yeah. So, so I began asking some questions. When you hit your max, whatever your coverage is going to be, they stop paying. The insurance won't pay anymore because you hit your max. So what do you do? I'm sorry, Terry. They're not going to tell you they're not going to pay anymore. They say, I'm sorry, Terry. We have to put you on palliative care, which means we're going to just live with it until you die. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't her case. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of changed my tune. I think the head of the snakes is the insurance companies. Really? I think it's the pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they're all in bed together. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I think they're all in bed together. Mm-hmm. I think you've pissed me off twice in mm-hmm. one segment. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We've got more to go. Because um, isn't it the pharmaceutical companies that are also getting the money to get the funding for the research? Then they're throwing it in there. They're doing the testing. And then they're charging outrageous numbers. And then they have all these side effects. So then guess what the pharmaceutical companies do? They make another medication mm-hmm. for those side effects and then that medication has side effects but guess what they have a medication for that too mm-hmm. well and in one of our shows we talked about who pays for the studies and so many studies are actually paid for by the pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if a pharmaceutical company is going to pay for a study they want the study to tell you what they wanted mm-hmm. to tell you exactly and then that's kind of a double-edged sword with yeah, here's our research. We've done a really good job. We're also the ones that paid for it and did it and then release a medication that, yeah. I mean, we've found some of them aren't even beneficial and they actually cause death. I, I know we're running out of time here on this thing, but real quickly, why is some of this medication so damned expensive? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking thousands of dollars for one pill. Hundreds of thousands. For one pill. Yeah. 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 It's because of all the research that mm-hmm. goes behind it, all the money that they pour into the research and the testing and the R&D and the tweaking of it, and then it becomes such an expensive medication because of all of that testing. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that then they have to get in turn get their money back, and then 
what you're dealing with is cancer. That's life or death. So they can really kind of charge whatever they want because you want your life. I mean, I do want, I want a guy who has a PhD with a lot of knowledge that's actually doing the R&D. And I want to, you want to pay him. But I still think that $100,000 a dose <laughs> might be a little excessive. You think? Maybe a little excessive. It's going to be a gold-plated tablet. Yeah. There is. Now, also, doctors also get a portion of that money, though, too, if they sell that mm-hmm. medication to the patient. For Do- sure. Doctors is that get a, true? Doctors get a kickback on chemotherapy. Well, they only get paid through that. Am I going to piss you off three times in one segment? Before we're done, yeah. Three mm-hmm. times in one segment. <laughs> He's doing it. Well, then on that note, let's end this segment because we have a whole other one you can get mad on. I will. So with that, we will be right back, you guys. Uh, this segment is being brought to you by Onmo's Pizza. If you don't have anything going on for dinner tonight, swing on in. Their pizza is absolutely amazing. I think it was the green monster with the cauliflower crust is to die for. You get your veggies with a cauliflower crust, so you're not really cheap. Fresh mushrooms, too. Oh, mm. it's amazing. They're best. Okay, we'll be right back, you guys, on KSLM Radio, 104.3 <laughs> FM and 1228. She practiced that all night long. All right. <laughs>